You are listening to episode number three of the Dental Industry Insider. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Industry Insider. And this episode is all about leadership. So what does it mean to be an effective leader? Is it a skill or maybe an innate talent? Is it a result or a tribe, maybe a following? I'd like to spend the next few minutes and really just explore the idea of what effective leadership really is. And how is being a leader different than being a manager, a supervisor, or a coach? You know, I'll bet if we asked any manager if he was a little more manager or a little more leader in his day-to-day interactions with his team, he would more than likely say that he's a leader. And yet, if we were to ask his very team if he was more a leader or more a manager in the way that he interacts with them on a day-to-day basis, we would probably get that he behaves more like a manager or maybe something different. Clearly, the idea and the definition of being an effective leader is a bit subjective and objective. Um, It's both an art and a skill. Where did you learn to become a leader? Business school? Maybe you watching somebody that you admired their style and tried to model that? Maybe you learned your leadership traits from the School of Hard Knocks. It's been my experience that management training doesn't quite cut it. You know, oftentimes what we learn in an academic environment is indeed academic and highly theoretical and tends to lack the very practical insights and and steps that are necessary to truly be able to apply to the day-to-day needs of team support and supervision. The gen- they tend to be more general or broad uh, spectrum uh, training concepts that fall short in knowing what to do when action is required. The Gallup organization in their latest report has provided an in-depth look at what characterizes great leaders and examines the crucial link between talent, engagement, and the vital business outcomes that we also value like profitability and productivity. And their research has shown specifically that managers account for at least 70% of the variance seen in employee engagement scores. (laughs) Well, based on that, I guess it really is true. People don't leave companies, they leave their managers. Gallup further tells us that most managers really are not providing an environment in which employees feel motivated and sometimes even comfortable. They found that in a survey of over 7,200 managers, 
Gallup found that in a study of over 7,200 U.S. adults, that one in two people had left their jobs to get away from their manager to improve their overall life at some point in their career. That's crazy. So what is the difference between manager and leader? What are the characteristics of being an awesome leader? You know, there are plenty of opinions about this. You know, there are seven simple steps and pithy quotes that are out there that would give us more answers than what we could ever act on. If you doubt me, just Google it. But understanding how to truly lead and to coach and to inspire and to really develop people into a richer version of themselves really, I believe, requires a deeper exploration. As a matter of fact, this is in part why we created this podcast Dental Industry Insider. It's to share some of the good observations and insights on effective leadership and how to lead people to higher levels of performance and productivity. So it's our intention, even as early on in this process as we are, to share some practical insights on sales and management and leadership and all of the topics that will grow your dental company. Yes, absolutely. Individuals from other industries would benefit as well. But if you are dedicated, as am I, to this industry, then you will be able to pick up some of the extra distinctions that we've gathered along the way that are unique to selling to and marketing to dental professionals in understanding how they want to buy and what motivates them and what some of those special secrets are that make the super successful in sales get there and stay there. We're going to share all of that inside of this program and I can't wait to share it with you. In short, Dental Industry Insider is both a platform and a podcast where people who are serious about getting better results hang out. They're here to sharpen their saw, to strengthen their approach, and to elevate their attitudes to become a better version of themselves. So while we're on the topic, I would be so grateful if you would help us spread the word. I know that your industry friends and colleagues would really appreciate the hookup of learning about this podcast. So won't you please share it with them? Thanks so much. All right, back to leadership and management. The comparisons between the two are unlimited, as we've said, and even more subjective. But I want to highlight a few areas that I think will help us get greater clarity about the distinctions around leadership specifically. And then later, throughout the uh, future episodes, we'll take a deeper dive into topics. So consider this your teaser, if you will. A leader takes time to teach and not preach. A leader provides reliable and meaningful communications. You know, leaders have a tendency to relate to you in a way as if you were the only person in on the team that mattered. Gallup found that 
consistent communication is connected to higher employee engagement. For example, managers who held regular meetings with their team members were three times as likely to have engaged employees than managers that did not. That's pretty amazing. Leaders walk the talk and don't say one thing and do another. But they're also transparent. They admit it when they make a mistake. They are, are open to uh, ask for advice and are approachable. They allow and even encourage collaboration both inside the department as well as throughout the rest of the organization. Leaders are open to new ideas and new ways of doing things. They're not the my way or the highway kind of people. They provide feedback and correction that is both caring and corrective. You know, you get the feeling with leaders that they're in your camp, that they want you to do better and more importantly, be better. You feel encouraged, empowered as a member of their team. And in making decisions, they're decisive. They're quick to take action, but they expect excellence, not perfection. Good enough isn't. And yet their standards tend to stretch and stimulate you to deliver in ways that, well, you didn't even know you had it in you. That's because they are diligent about tapping in to the unique talents that every member of their talent brings to the organization and to the goals of the team. Leaders assign projects in an effort to help them gain the knowledge, the experience, and the accomplishments that will deliver benefits throughout the rest of their career. Leaders have an uncanny way of building fiercely loyal and devoted employees. In part, it's because they treat people fairly and without bias. They're patient and allow for progressive ramp-up times on new projects or skills being developed. And they also expect that mistakes are going to be made along the way, and it's okay. In general, they create an environment that allows people to operate at a high level. Leaders provide the structure and process that promote productivity, but don't bog you down. And if process or the rules become counterproductive, well, they intervene and work to find a better solution. They are fiercely protective of their time and their team and they focus on the results that really matter. And finally, they are willing to make bold moves to create a place to work that is healthy, happy, and productive. Now, as you listen to the attributes of the best leaders, you no doubt certainly thought of some individual strong leaders that you've had the pleasure of working for and maybe even in some cases, individuals who have had the opposite characteristics. Modeling people and their behavior that we admire is one of the very best ways that we can build our own skills. 
So what I'd like you to do now is I'd like you to think about two people that you have worked with in the past that you feel epitomize excellent leadership. I want you to specifically write down the qualities that they exhibit. What did you admire about them and their style? And what actions or approach did they take on a regular basis that caused them to stand above typical managers? Now, I really want to encourage you to take a few minutes to do this exercise. And here's why. The qualities that you've listed that resonated with you at some level were the very attributes that you desire most to develop. Now, the great news is that leaders are not born, they're made. And every single leadership skill that you admire in another was actually learned. And if they learned it, well, then so can you. So, how can we take all of these ideas about effective leadership and apply it to help you become stronger and more effective in managing your team or maybe even managing yourself? Well, I think it's important for us to start at the beginning, and that is to truly understand where you are right now at this place in your career. It's important that you gain a clear understanding of where your skills are now. And I find that the very best way for you to do this is for you to complete some kind of assessment to be able to get some outside feedback on where your skills are and the impact that you're making with others that you work with. Now, there's a couple of different ways that you can do this, but I'm going to highlight three primary ways in increasing uh, detail and sophistication, but also in increasing value in gaining, in gaining understanding about uh, where you are. The first way is to survey your team. Now, this is the most fundamental, but what you could do is just send an email or a note out to people that you work with and around and for and ask them to send you back a one-word description that describes your management style. Or in cases of others, if you're not in a management position, describe your work style. Now, this very simple exercise can be exceptionally powerful in gaining insights. So I want you really to consider it. Another, perhaps a little bit more involved, uh, is to send out a survey to people, to put together a little survey monkey uh, series of a few questions, three, no more than five, asking specific questions that you want to know about how you're impacting people. Um, I would encourage you to include that one word question on there as well, because I've done it before and it is so powerful. Another option for you to use as an assessment would be to have your skills professionally calibrated. Now, my company certainly is in the business of assessing skills for 
employees who are about to be hired or individuals who are about to be promoted or um, just any company that truly wants a better understanding of the talent that they have on board or that they're considering bringing on board. And we actually have a skills assessment called a personal talent report. And it measures four main uh, areas, four main uh, talents that you bring to work. The personal talent report measures the perf- your professional or your business acumen, your business skills. It measures your motivators and what actually drives your performance. It measures your behavioral style or your temperament. And if it applies, we can also measure your sales knowledge. Now, this is completed with an confidential online questionnaire, and I'm happy to report that the tools that we use are considered to be among the gold standard of industrial assessments for validity and statistical accuracy that are used uh, throughout the world, so you can trust the results. Now, number three, This option is a little bit more involved, but boy, oh boy, is the information valuable. This option is called a 360 leadership review, and it is just what the name implies. It it surveys people within a 360-degree sphere of view to provide feedback about your approach and your effectiveness at work. Now, often we will administer both the personal talent report as well as the 360 leadership review when a comprehensive assessment of skills and performance really is desired. So you can do both, but I want to give you a kind of a progressive um, series of options here. Now, whichever approach that you decide to go with, I strongly encourage you get the feedback, measure your skills. And really, uh, you will find so much value in the results. It will absolutely offer fantastic insights to your management style, to your communication style, to interpersonally how effective you're being, where your areas of strength are, as well as where your areas of underdevelopment are. We all have them. And look, I know that putting yourself under the microscope can feel, well, kind of scary. But we have administered thousands of assessments in the industry. And I can tell you that almost to every single person, they say it has been one of the single most valuable and powerful experiences of their life. So I really want to encourage you to take on uh, this this challenge. In addition, one of the other advantages that I think it's important to point out about you as a leader within an organization conducting your own assessment is the message that it sends to the rest of your team as well as to the rest of the company. By the fact that you are demonstrating a genuine interest in your own performance, in your own self-development and growth, well, I don't think that there's anything more loudly that speaks leadership in action than that. 
So if you're still thinking, I don't know, this is kind of out of the box for me. It's my company doesn't do this kind of thing. My team may think that I'm out of my mind. Let me just ask you this question. If your boss asked you for some candid feedback on their performance, how would that change the way you think of them? If you were selected to be among that inner circle of individuals who were asked to share your feedback on your boss, how would that change the way you look at him or her? Knowing that your boss was truly interested in really serving at a higher level, how would that change the way you engage with them at work? You see, I hope that you'll agree with me that the potential benefits of conducting any level of self-assessment far outweighs that initial discomfort that everybody would feel when they initially put themselves out there. But I can promise you that the information that you gather and that the experience will be so far worth the little bit of discomfort. It's truly a, a game changer. Now, one bit of advice as you begin considering launching an assessment within your department or just even for yourself, it's very important how you launch or announce this initiative. It's super important, actually. Be sure to give specific reasons for why you're conducting the assessment. Show how this effort actually ties to the organization or the departmental goals that the team is already familiar with. Give the team some context for how their comments will be received. Describe that you genuinely want specific details in the feedback. Without it, people will suspect that you're just pandering for praise and accolades. Be sure to explain also how their confidentiality will be protected. Let them know that their feedback and comments will indeed be anonymous. Look, I hope that this inspired you to consider your own leadership and management style. As we continue to provide additional episodes, we're going to go deeper into future um, topics that all, I hope, will really help you evolve and become stronger as a better leader, manager, and coach. So stay tuned, subscribe, and sign up so you don't miss a single episode. I like to offer something of value with, to support each episode of the podcast. And this time, we are giving away a free assessment. Yep, that's right. With every purchase of a personal talent report, which measures your business skills, your motivators, and your behavioral style, we will also measure your EQ or your emotional intelligence. You know, according to many social scientists, EQ is way more important than IQ when it comes to thriving at work. This specific report will actually reveal and elevate your self-awareness. It'll offer some insights into your own self-management 
and provide some information about your level of empathy and about your level of people skills. It's really a good tool. And it's a $97 value and our podcast listeners get it for free. To access this offer, go to dentalindustryinsider.com forward slash free EQ. Now go out there and become the leader that you most want to follow.